Well, hello, adventurers, and welcome to Skyrim Book Club. Today, we are proud to present the vocal talents of Sean Rowland. Sean is a musician, voice actor, and host of the Bombshell Brothers YouTube channel. Listeners will be particularly interested to know that he is also the voice talent behind the upcoming re-release of the Skyrim mod, Read Aloud Books. Upon completion, this mod will allow you to pick up any book in Skyrim and experience a fully voiced, dramatic reading of its contents. Look for it soon at Nexus Mods. We're delighted to have Sean contributing to the show, and we have no doubt that you'll look forward to the high quality and remarkable talent he brings to each of his readings. Until next time, my friends, enjoy the book. Sit quietly, child, and listen, for the story I tell you is a story of the ages. But what is it, Grandfather? Is it a story of heroes and beasts? The Grandfather looked patiently at the child. He was growing into a fine boy. Soon he would see the value in the stories, the lessons that were taught to each generation. Just listen, child. Let the story take root in your heart. In a time before now, long before now, when the school were new, there was peace in the land. The sun was hot and the crops grew long, and the people were happy in the peace that the old maker provided. But the school grew complacent and lazy. They took for granted all the lands and the gifts that the old maker had given them. They forgot or chose not to remember that the adversary is always watching, and that he delights in tormenting the old maker and his chosen people. And so it was that the adversary came to be among the skull. The adversary has many aspects. He appears in the unholy beasts and the incurable plague. At the end of seasons, we know him as Thartag, the world devourer. But in these ages, he came to be known as the greedy man. The greedy man, that is what we call him, for to speak his name would certainly bring ruin on people, lived among the skull for many months. Perhaps he was once just a man, but when the adversary entered him, he became the greedy man, and that's how he is remembered. It all came to be one day that the powers of the skull left them. The strength left the arms of the warriors, and the showman could no longer summon the beast to their side. The elders thought that surely the old maker was displeased, and some suggested that the old maker had left them forever. It was then that the greedy man appeared and spoke. You, the skull, have grown fat and lazy. I have stolen the gifts of your old maker. I have stolen the oceans, so you will forever know thirst. I have stolen the lands and the trees and the sun, so your crops will wither and die. I have stolen the beasts, so you will go hungry. And I have stolen the winds, so you will live without the spirit of the old maker. And until one of you can reclaim these gifts, the skull will live in misery and despair. For I am the greedy man, and that is my nature. And the greedy man disappeared. The members of the skull spoke for many days and nights. They knew that one of them must retrieve the gifts of the old maker but they could not decide who it should be. I cannot go, said the elder, for I must stay to lead the skull until I people what is the law. I cannot go, said the warrior, for I must protect the skull. My sword will be needed in case the greedy man reappears. I cannot go, said the showman, for the people need my wisdom. I must read the portents and offer my knowledge. It was then that a young man called Eva lifted his voice. I was strong of arm and fleet of foot, though he was not yet a warrior of the skull. I will go, said Eva, and the skull laughed. 
Hear me out, the boy continued. I am not yet a warrior, so my sword will not be needed. I cannot read the portent, so the people will not seek my counsel. And I am young, and not yet wise in the ways of the law. I will retrieve the gifts of the old maker from the greedy man. If I cannot, I will not be missed. The skull thought on this briefly, and decided to let Avar go. He left the village the next morning to retrieve the gifts. Avar first set out to retrieve the gift of water, so he travelled to the water stone. It was there that the old maker first spoke to him. Travel west to the sea and follow the swimmer to the waters of life. So Avar walked to the edge of the ocean, and there was the swimmer, a black ochre set from the old maker. The swimmer dove into the waters and swam very far and far again. Avar was strong though, and he swam hard. He followed the swimmer to a cave, swimming deeper and deeper, his lungs burning and his limbs exhausted. At last he found a pocket of air, and there, in the dark, he found the waters of life. Gathering his strength, he took the waters and swam back to the shore. Upon returning to the water stone, the old maker spoke. You have returned the gift of the water to this skull. The oceans again will bear fruit, and their thirst will be quenched. Avar then travelled to the earth stone, and there the old maker spoke to him again. Into the cave of hidden music, and hear the song of the earth. So Avar travelled north and east, to the cave of hidden music. He found himself in a large cavern, where the rock sang from the ceiling and grew from the ground itself. He listened there, and heard the song of the earth, but it was faint. Grabbing up his mace, he struck the rocks of the floor in time with the song, and the song grew louder, until it filled the cavern and his heart. Then he returned to the earth stone. The gift of earth is with the skull again, said the old maker. The lands are rich again, and will bear life. Eva was tired, and the sun burned him. The trees offered no shade, and there was no wind to cool him. Still, he travelled on to the beast rock, and the old maker spoke. Find the good beast, and aise his suffering. Eva travelled through the woods of the Eisenfear for many hours until he heard the cries of a bear from over a hill. As he crested that hill, he saw the bear, a fulmer's arrow piercing its neck. He checked the woods for the fulmer, for that is where they were, though some say they are not. And finding none approached the beast, he spoke soothing words and came upon it slowly, saying, Good beast, I mean you no harm. The old maker has sent me to ease your suffering. Hearing these words, the bear ceased his struggles and laid his head at Ivar's feet. Ivar grasped the arrow and pulled it from the bear's neck. He was in the little nature magic he knew Ivar tended the wound, though it took the last bit of his strength. As the bear's wounds closed, Ivar slept. When he awoke, the bear stood over him, and the remains of a number of the farmer were strewn about. He knew that the good beast had protected him during the night. He travelled back to Beast Rock, the bear by his side, and the old maker spoke to him again. You have returned the gift of the beasts. Once again, the good beasts will feed the skull when they are hungry, clothe them when they are cold, and protect them in times of need. Eva's strength had returned, so he travelled to the tree stone, though the good beast did not follow him. When he arrived, all father spoke to him. The first trees are gone and must be replanted. Find the seed and plant the first tree. Eva travelled again through the Erstang forest, searching for the seeds of the first tree, but he could find none. Then he spoke to the tree spirits, the living trees. They told him, 
that the seeds had been stolen by one of the former, for they are servants of the adversary, and this former was hiding them deep in the forest, so that none would ever find them. Avar travelled to the deepest part of the forest, and there he found the evil former, surrounded by the lesser tree spirits. Avar could see that the spirits were in his thrall, that he had used the magic of the seeds and spoke in their secret name. Avar knew he could not stand against such a force, that he must retrieve the seeds in secret. Ivar reached into his pouch and drew out his flint. Gathering leaves, he started a small fire outside the clearing, where the former and the ensorcerer of the spirits milled. All the skull know the spirits' hatred of fires, for the fires ravaged the trees that they serve. At once, the nature of the spirits took hold, and they rushed to quell the flames. During the commotion, Ivar snuck behind the former and snatched the pouch's seed, stealing away before the evil being knew that they were gone. When Ivar returned to the tree of stone, he planted the tree in the ground, and the old maker spoke to him. The gift of trees is restored. Once again, the trees and plants will bloom and grow and provide nourishment and shade. Ivar was tired, but the sun would only burn and the wind would not yet cool him, but he rested briefly in the shade of the trees. His legs were weary and his eyes heavy, but he continued on travelling to the sunstone. Again, the old maker spoke. The gentle warmth of the sun is stolen, so now it only burns. Free the sun from the halls of Penumbra. And so Ivar walked west, over the frozen lands until he reached the halls of Penumbra. The air inside was thick and heavy, and he could see no farther than the end of his arm. Still, he felt his way along the walls, though he heard the shuffling of feet and knew that this place held the unholy beasts would tear his flesh and eat his bones. For hours he crept along, till he saw a faint glow at the far end of the hall. There, from behind a sheet of perfect ice, came a glow so bright he had to shut his eyes, lest they be forever blinded. He plucked the flaming eye from one of the unholy beasts and threw it at the ice with all his might. A small crack appeared in the ice, then grew larger. Slowly, the light crept out between the cracks, widening them, splitting the ice wall into pieces. With a deafening crack, the wall crumbled, and the light rushed over Avar and through the holes. He heard the shrieks of the unholy beasts as they were blinded and burned. He ran out of the holes following the light and collapsed onto the ground outside. When he was able to rise again, the sun warmed him, and he was glad for that. He travelled back to the sunstone, where the old maker spoke to him. The gift of the sun is the skulls once again. It will warm them and give them light. Avar had one final gift he had to recover. The gift of the winds. So he travelled back to the windstone, far on the west coast of the island. When he arrived, the old maker spoke to him, giving him his final task. Find the greedy man, and release the wind from its captivity. So Eva wandered the land in search of the greedy man. He looked in the trees, but the greedy man did not hide there. Nor did he hide in the oceans or the deep caves, and the beasts had not seen him in the dark forests. Finally, Eva came to a crooked house, and he knew that here he would find the greedy man. Who are ye, shouted the greedy man, that you would come to my house? I am Avar the Skull, said Avar. I am not warrior, showman or elder. If I do not return, I will not be missed. But I have returned the oceans and the earth, the trees and the beasts and the sun, and I will return the winds to my people, that we may feel the spirit of the old maker in our souls again. And with that, he grabbed up the greedy man's bag and tore it open. The winds rushed out with gale force, sweeping the greedy man up and carrying him off, far from the island. Eva 
breathed in the winds and he was glad. He walked back to the windstone where the old maker spoke to him a final time. You have done well, Ava. You, the least of the skull, have returned my gifts to them. The greedy man is now gone for good and should not trouble your people again in your lifetime. Your old maker is pleased. Go now and live according to your nature. And Avar started back to the skull village. And then what happened, grandfather? What do you mean, child? He went home. No, when he returned to the village, the child continued. Was he made a warrior? Or taught the ways of the shaman? Did he lead the skull in battle? I do not know. That is where the story ends, said the grandfather. But that's not an ending. That's not how stories end. The old man laughed and got up from his chair. Is it not? 